How are we doing? We're here live with another episode of Just the Tip, a podcast where we take popular issues and discuss them and come up with a daily tip for our listeners. We've got a very special guest here today, uh, my good friend Braxton Allen. He currently works at Craft Homes as a, what's your, what's your do- supervisor or? Superintendent and or a project manager. There you go. That's what he is. Um doing custom homes. We graduated from high school together. Um, and I thought he would have some good insights on the topics we're discussing today about technology um, and the internet. Um, we get our topics today from two articles. Um, the first one is titled, Tech Bigwigs Know How Addictive Their Products Are, Why Don't the Rest of Us? Um, it's from Adam Alter. Um, the second one is, is Google making us stupid by Nicholas Carr. So to get things started, um, I just want to read a quote to you, Braxton. Um, and it says, we tend to think of addiction as something inherent in certain people. Those we label as addicts, heroin addicts in vacant row houses, chain smoking, nicotine addicts, pill popping, prescription drug addicts. The label implies that they're different from the rest of humanity. So why, uh, my question to you, uh, based off that quote is why are we viewing those type of addictions different from technology addictions? Well, I think that the difference between those type of addictions is that as well with the substance, it can be more controlled by the individual with their own will, but with the technology addiction, it's different because the technology addictions are kind of created by you know, people at the corporate level, their whole job is to figure out what is going to get people hooked on their certain app and what's going to keep them coming back to their app. So that's actually somebody making money to find out why they're going to have people getting views or what's going to get certain views. So it's more manufactured from a point like that, where a substance abuse, that's, you know, that's somebody's individual will, you know, that's more controllable from their own perspective where they've gotten into that on their own and you know they can continue to use the substance and it gets harder for them to break it where as technology it's in everybody's hand everybody uses it on a daily basis you know it's actually part of our lives nowadays yeah that that actually ties in perfectly to the next quote i have um from the editor the former editor of wired um pretty popular i think online Mm -hmm. website i think i don't I don't often go on it, but did a little little research on it, and that's, that's what it seemed to be. Um, Chris Anderson is his name. He's the former editor, and he said that he enforced strict time limits on every device in his home because he's seen the dangers of technology firsthand. Um, I think that ties into what you're saying. Um, and you work a lot with, with younger kids fresh out of high school um, who come and work, work for um, your company. Um, do you, do you find that more kids nowadays are, are more dependent on their technology um, and have a harder time leaving it alone? Like, do you see it affecting um, people that work on the job site with you? Yeah, I definitely see that with the younger kids that we have out there. Um, I get a lot of kids, you know, that come out and help. They're either fresh out of high school or maybe they're, you know, summer in between their junior and senior year. They come and they do try to do some labor just to get some money. And the biggest problem I have with them is trying to keep them off of their phones uh, because, you know, they have either people talking to them or somebody posts something, they got to see it. There's things that they got to like. And it's so easy because it's just in their pocket. You know, if they're working, they just pull it out. 
And as you know, with like social media and things, you know, 10 minutes can turn into 45 minutes. Yeah, I think I think something that I've noticed um, and I definitely can't, you know, excuse myself from being um, I don't want to say social media addict, but I do go on social media quite frequently throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's just really interesting because I think it really does almost give you that same fix that, you know, your conventional addicts might get from whatever their drug of choice may be. Um, I know a lot of people that wake up and the first thing they do in the morning is drink coffee. And I also know a lot of people that the first thing they do when they wake up in the morning is scroll through their Instagram feed, Twitter feed, whatever feed it may be. I just think, I think it's just been a very interesting cultural change because even in, even in some of the older generations who have started picking up on social media, I mean, they're on it all the time. Um, I mean, my grandma, (laughs) my grandma posts and comments on things all the time on Facebook. Um, it's just been a really interesting an interesting thing. Um, I almost think that what Chris Anderson did uh, with enforcing strict time limits is a good idea. Yeah, I definitely think that's good a, a good idea because, you know, too much screen time cannot be good for you, you know, from a mental state. Uh, people are meant to go out and interact with each other. But that's the other side to social media is that it, it is designed so that if you aren't, you know, per se close to somebody – and, you know, maybe they're in a different state or what. You can share things with them and, you know, have that type of interaction. So there are good and bad yeah, things to it. You almost have to take the good with the bad. But it's it's how do we limit the bad influences and the negative side of it and, and focus on the positive, which is, I think, the tricky thing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a good thing is with all walks of life, you can say everything in moderation. Too much sure. of anything can be bad. Well, I don't want to, like, I don't want to stray too far from the topic, but I almost think that a lot of the mental health issues today are being caused from so much technology. Yeah. It's because um, you can, you can see people can portray themselves how they want to be. And I think that's part of the, part of the addiction for people is that they can create this, this persona that is their, their identity to people outside of their immediate sphere of influence. And it, and it gives them, a good feeling. I mean, it's good to yeah. feel like you're, you know, you're on top of the world. It's good to feel like you're this awesome person. I mean, a lot of these people are like, I'm not, I'm not bashing on them yeah. by any means, but they are creating these far, false personas. I mean, a lot of the people we see on social media that kids nowadays are like idolizing. I mean, they're really, their lives really aren't all that they're showing that they are. Yeah. It's, it's the dopamine hits. You yeah. Know? You post something, you see, oh my gosh, I got this many likes. However, yeah, many and that's the same. That's the same this. thing with all the other addictions. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's just really interesting how we're classifying it and treating it differently, when really it could be tied in and treated the same. I don't really think, I don't really think too much about it when I'm when I'm scrolling. But I mean, even when I do post, I do, I do check every time I get that notification that someone liked it. I go and check. I go see how yeah. many people like. I see who's commenting. I go through and I read it and it's super, it's super detrimental to have negative comments, you know? And I, I think that is, it's like that, it's the negative that we talked about that you have to accept with the positive. I mean, if you post things, you're going to have negative viewpoints on it. Exactly. And I think like when you look at the big social media influencers, I feel like the bigger people usually get as long more you know hate comments come along with it the more popular you get because people want to hate on you 
And as you can listen to, you know, big social media people talk and 90% of the time they say they don't read the comments. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of people can get trapped in is, is in the comments where they can have conversations, you know, either slandering someone or, you know, you can have the other side where you have so many people telling you, oh, you look so great. Can't believe you're doing this. I'm so jealous and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's it's affected. <clears throat> It's affected attention spans um, in today's generation. I mean, take TikTok, for example. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. There's times when I when I look at a TikTok and I can't even sit through the whole thing because I'm yeah. just so disinterested. Um, and the second article that we focused on in, in class was that about is Google making us stupid? And it ties into attention span. You know me. I'm a huge Googler. I yeah. love to Google things. I love to know the answers to things um and i often you know i don't ever go past the first page of google yeah and so yeah who <laughs> i can't tell you the last time i've been on the second page of google i don't know if i've ever been on the yeah, second page of google um and that's what this article talks about um it talks about how the ease and the ease of access of information is chipping away at our attention span yeah I can Google something and have the answer in two seconds. And Google tells you how fast it got the answers for you. It says like, you know, 14,000 results in like 0.0 seconds or 0.01 seconds or whatever it is. Um, And Google has actually declared that its mission is to organize the world's information, make it universally accessible and useful. And then it seeks to develop the perfect search engine, which it defines as something that understands exactly what you mean and gives back exactly what you want. And that's kind of... I mean, that's a cool statement, but yeah. also kind of a, a scary statement because that means they they know what you want. But I think the bigger issue for me with that is that I find myself frustrated when Google doesn't give me the answer I'm looking for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Almost to the point where like you just, you know, give up on it, whatever. You don't need to know. Exactly. Like, you're trying to, say, look up a song, you don't know all the lyrics, you're trying to search what you can remember, you know, and it doesn't pull it up. And I think what relates to that is if you go back to the time before we had internet, how people got knowledge was usually from reading books. Crack open a book. Yeah, you read, you go through a book. Yeah. You know, books can be hundreds of pages long. And I think that's when, you know, you had to have the attention span and you had to have the brain capacity, you know, to take in all that knowledge and find out what you needed to know. So it was a whole lot harder process to figure out, you know, what you were looking for. And that's, and that's something that Google has done is that I don't read books anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't even read articles anymore. Even the, I mean, I skim them. I skim for information and I think that's become a bigger issue nowadays. Yeah, it's brought in, I would say, the era of keywords. Yeah, keyword searches. I don't want to say Google's making us stupid. I think it's making us lazy. Yeah, I think it has brought out the lazy I think with the the ease of information, it's made us have to work less hard for answers that people in the past have had to work hard to find. Exactly. And I think that can be an issue. Um, Yeah, I'd I'd love to talk more about this, but unfortunately, we're running out of time here. Um. Do you have any, any, any final remarks, Braxton? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot. It was a good conversation. We talked about a lot of stuff and went well. Yeah. I, I'd like, you know, it is, it is tip of the day. So I think the tip of the day, um, would be just to be careful with technology. 
Um, be aware of how much you're using it. Um, try to avoid becoming dependent on it. Um, just like other addictive things, you can get caught in that. Um, yeah, put read, down your phone, yeah. go outside, try to get some fresh air. Yeah, and read a book. Yeah, read a book. There you go. Read a book. Tip of the day to read a book. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya.